Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jen Plim and Shannon Blair with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us today. Here with us is Mary York Oates, Director of Admissions at Charlotte Latin School and one of our resident school education experts. We're so glad to have you back in the studio with us. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah. Thanks uh. for having me. Okay, so today we're talking about COVID-19 and what school reentry looks like now and what will it be like for kindergarten and preschool in the future. And uh, in our last podcast, we talked about three moms just, you know, talking talking shop Mm -hmm. about um, remote learning and what that looked like, what some of our fears were. And today we're talking with Latin about they successfully opened and and with our private schools in Charlotte, if they can successfully open, the rest of Charlotte educators can open. So we're here to pick your brain. Great. Yes. I'm excited uh, to share how we've done it. Yeah. Good. So Okay. So start with how, how did you open? What, what planning did you have to do to get started? Well, we began in March and we immediately sort of analyzed the situation we were in. And we, we, like CMS, knew that we had to go to online learning. And um, I loved when you said in the podcast with the parents, um, we're all going to hate the word pivot. You know, we're going to oh, associate yeah. it with yes. COVID. Word and of the year. Right, the word of the year. But we um, just started breaking down, like everyone else, you know, what's happening and what are the risks. And I will say that our school head has an incredible network, and we began to rely on schools in Asia, um, schools in Europe. The schools that opened before we did um, just tried to really learn. They really created a blueprint for our ability to open. Um, And with that, we put together a COVID-19 risk team, which I think has been a pretty common occurrence, and that was... um, populated by not only school administrators, but also our nursing staff and some of our science teachers. So it was really a great way to engage in the relevance of COVID-19 as it related to our school. The one thing I'll say about Latin is that we have 128 acres. And I think if there are two things I've learned about COVID, space is really important, spreading out, and then being able to have a really productive, foolproof plan for checking in and checking out and contact contact tracing. Mm. So um, I will say that the summer, for lack of a better description, it was a it was a think tank. I mean, we right. really put our our design ideas um, created so many committees, really broke it down, figured out how to keep not only the safety and the well-being of the child intact, but of the faculty mm-hmm. and the staff. Right. That's, that's um, a big challenge. And you all pointed out in your podcast um, that aired earlier this week, 
about this wear and tear on the, on the teachers and the yeah. staff, and it's significant. And so, you know, I think they get that, blamed for everything. They well, are the messengers. They're yeah. and and not only that. I mean, they have to. Um, I mean, they're front line as we have mm-hmm. another term mm-hmm. we've we've associated with this as if it were a wartime. But they are having to execute the lessons and the plans as well as you know, be air traffic controllers for protocol, which is quite tricky and takes right. a lot of time. Right. Well, you talk about their, you know, their role. It seems like, uh, you know, there's a lot of differing opinions on, um, you know, hybrid versus all or nothing, or how do you get from nothing to all, you know, like, right, yeah. and you talk, you'll talk about um, going from red to gr- red, yellow, green. Mm-hmm. Um, teachers, I would think, have a really difficult task to be able to pivot Mm -hmm. and either teach, um, you know, there's some students who are choosing to be all remote, some who are in classroom or some who get contact tracing and have to, you know, quarantine. And that's a difficult, it's difficult to be able to wear all those hats and teach to each student's Mm -hmm. needs. Right. So then you've got to differentiate and, oh, by the way, teach them how to read, you know, or prepare for the AP exam or, you know, whatever it is, the content has to be delivered in addition. Right. The curricula and the well-being and the logistics of the pandemic. Absolutely. And what do you prioritize? Mm -hmm. So what is your day or what does a student's day look like, you know, getting dropped off from the bus or carpool and temperature checks and, you know, what do you have to do? So we all have an app on um, that on our phones that in the morning we are required to take our own temperature at home and answer a form. And if you get the green light, you get to go. And um, that is through Magnus, which is just our health care. Our nurses um, are able to see it in lifetime, right. which is great. Um, and that happens before you leave home. But then whether you enter, get on the, if you, wherever your point of entry is, the Charlotte Latin School bus or the carpool line, you then are screened again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and you are, you know, did you, did you get go on your app? And yes. And then your clearance to step foot onto sort of Charlotte Latin property, be it the bus or, you know, campus. Um, once on campus, and we have no visitors. I mean, we have a parent, yeah. we do have a parent support group, um, which they have um, clearance and screening and all the, the same right. protocol to, you know, we have a common check in place now. Um, and then if in fact something happens or you are, um, you know, you feel you've been exposed, then the onus, of course, is on the family to report that. Mm-hmm. And right. we have to, of course, report it to the health department. And then um, if you do have a positive case, um, what I think has been pretty successful at, or very successful at Latin today, you know, today it's, it's tomorrow could be totally different. Tomorrow could be yeah. totally different. But we have been able to you know, put measures in place very quickly if, in fact, there was a positive case. And one of the advantages of having the hybrid model is if you have the suspicion that you might have been exposed, there's no fear of missing material. You know, I think how many times, let's be honest, did you you send your child with a runny nose because you were like, well, right. we don't want him to get behind. But now there there's no way you can get behind. Yeah. Right. And so there's, that's really, really nice. Yeah. That is right. a nice feature. And it's putting some comfort on the school community that people aren't going to take 
unnecessary risk. We also signed a pledge that we would follow these things. So So do you have, um, you're in a hybrid right now, right? We are. We are. Pods of learning. So we have our youngest, our our, um, kinder through five, Mm -hmm. TK through five, are there every single day. And Mm -hmm. they are... um, they are in, we are in orange, we're operating in orange. So red is remote, orange is with caution, mm-hmm. yellow is with a little less caution, and green is fully live. So we're, we opened in orange and we're still in orange, which means that students have to be six feet apart and masked at all times. And right. so we were able to spread our lower school all over campus to have that successful spacing. And then our middle and upper school students are doing an A, B, hybrid um, where they're on campus one day they're off the next day but when they're home the instruction is synchronous which means that it is in real time if if you have math at 10 on a day you have math at 10 on b day and i think that has provided that would be one tip i would say is been pretty universally, you know, embraced by our parents. They last year when we tried things because it was emergent. You know, you just you just yeah, did was, right. Yeah. Um, then that one of the things in our surveys that came back was if we could have a predictable routine, it would help. Can I ask about the synchronous? I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. Is it like a broadcast of the the class so that they're getting the same instruction? Yes, it is live, um, and we have um, That's really great. you log in, and we have this really neat technology that teachers um, are those. It is def, um, it's called a swivel camera, okay. and you actually wear a medallion around your neck that is a really good microphone, and it has microphones throughout the room, which allows the kids in the back of the room. It, it enables the teacher to not have to be an MC. Like, oh, well, Jen just asked about um, the civil rights movement. Let me, let me restate her question, which right, is happening right. when it's just, you know, one person in a Zoom meeting. Right. Because you can't hear. Um, I will say the swivel camera has had a learning curve to it, and it's pretty tricky with the setup. But we're training. It's been really helpful in the middle and upper school um, where they are remote 50% of the time. Right. And that's so exciting. That's, that's been neat to see. Yeah. And I'm really yeah, glad I, we were able to do that. You know, I think with um, with public schools and CMS, that you know they're in they're in Zoom all day, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm jumping to some questions that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But they're in all day, and there's not a lot of break. Oh, mine are in high school, mm-hmm. um, and so there's not a lot of break. Like they are, yeah. uh, like on Zoom all Mm -hmm. day. And they've tried to make some adjustments, but, um, you know, with certain teachers. But, you know, if you're in AP or if you're in, um, you know, college classes, it's it's hard. You can't do that. You know, you can't have homework only turned in on Tuesdays and Fridays or whatever. Um, So their, you know, their eyes are crossed. (laughs) It's it's a lot. And then we've had, we have a a group of teachers, a small minority, but uh, a number of teachers who are in, you know, having a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there we, I actually proctored a class yesterday, which was really oh, wow. interesting. It was an upper level Spanish class in high school and the teacher works from home. And it was fascinating because I could see like one, it's super quiet because they have their headphones on. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a screen in a classroom, in a desk they're listening to the lecture, wow. responding, and then all of a sudden, they'd start speaking Spanish. You know, like the teacher was calling on them. I mean, it was really funny to watch. And then all of a sudden, they mobilize their group work, and they're up at the board doing stuff. Wow. And 
It was it was really seamless, yeah. and um, I loved kind of being a fly on the wall. It was yeah. cool to see. I feel like kids have um, have quote unquote pivoted very well for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, you know, they're they're well, this is the, becoming the new normal for them, exactly. and it's it's kind of sink or swim. But um, I feel like a lot of them are doing their best. And and the Charlotte Latin students, you know, I would say 50% of the time, every other day, they're saturated with the screen too. And they all say that. Um, I think, you know, yeah. I, I asked a group of students, like, what do you do? Like, what, what do you need? And one of them said, oh my gosh, like my bike is my best friend. Right. I'm playing golf. Mm-hmm. I'm That's getting awesome. outside. And then I said to another group, so are you using, you know, screen time for entertainment? And because you're so saturated, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not missing my TikTok," you know. And I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, yeah," you know. So maybe I, they're outside doing. Yeah, it. maybe they're outside <laughs> doing a TikTok dance or something. I don't yeah. know, but I, I do think that it would be naive to think, well, because they're so tuned in that they're not going to continue to tune in. I think it. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, good point. I've um, inquired re- required a mandate for my kids. Like as soon as two forty five hits. You're outside for an hour, no matter mm-hmm. how much work you have. Right. You know, that's the hard part because mine are, you know, like to get their homework done as soon as it's assigned. Mm-hmm. And um, your brain is mush. Like you right. need, I was like, just treat it like it's an after school sport. Like right after school, you run to mm-hmm. soccer or whatever that is. And so, um, so they've been kind of doing that. But sometimes they do hit the mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. I'm yeah. not so much TikTok, I don't think. They're boys though. Right. Right. Um, so what concerns do you have for, you know, for CMS and other school systems to follow your lead and other private schools lead on successfully opening and what tips do you have? Well, I think that we can successfully open as a as a commun- as a sh- greater Charlotte community. Right. I mean, I think that there are ways to do it and I think the secret is really in the spreading out and the contact tracing. And I think both of those are pretty problematic for large school systems because, right, right. you know, if there's a, no way they're going to be able to do that. Well, and if there's a there's a school that's overcrowded, I mean, then 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 you've got that issue of, of reducing the footprint, you know, by mm-hmm. maybe a third instead of by a half. And so that that can be tricky. But I think as if we as a community really sort of join together in the efforts and maybe this is naive, but. Um, it's hard to centralize communication the bigger your audience is. But I think that there are some steps. I think one thing, if you look at the leadership from just the governor's office, and I don't mean this to be a political conversation, but we've had very clear guidelines on Mm -hmm. how to reenter with phase three now. And I think schools have Mm -hmm. to adopt that same mentality. And I think that's what's helped us is that we have had phases and we felt comfortable in them and we haven't rushed out. Um, I think one signature thing about Latin is that we – will sort of watch before we launch. And so we really did study. And I think that my advice would be, even if you have to start, you know, school by school, as opposed to maybe the entire system, maybe that would be a benefit. And if we focused maybe on our younger children, um, and I think they're they're doing, doing, right, in the beginning grades. And I think we know that technology is no substitute for you know, in-person in learning for young children. Um, 
because so much of early school is learning how to do school. It's not right. really mastering content. You get yeah. to that, but you have to have the other tools, which we talk about all the time on Smarty yeah, Pants. Yeah, social skills. Um, right, right. So, um, but, you know, my hope is I think, and I also think my fear is that we're going to we're gonna have long-term consequences from this. And Definitely. I think the divide is going to get bigger and bigger, and the haves are going to have more, and the have-nots are going to have less. And, you know, I think we as a society have got to make sure that that gap doesn't widen just because I can, you know, if there's a, you know, we've the pods seem to be working. And really, I, I laugh because to me, a pod, I don't want to say I laugh, but if you look at the history of schools, a pod is really a private school. Right. It is where you mm-hmm. have five or six families joined together, hire your tutors, and then follow, you know, a methodology curriculum. or right. a curriculum. Right. And so, you know, you're sort of seeing these pods develop. And I heard y'all talk about the expense of the pod. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it has to be a pod with necessarily – it'd be cool to look at it as a co-op. Like, could you get your neighborhood? Could you decide that they're going to be, you know, five families and I take Monday and these it's a one room schoolhouse and, you know, we're going to travel together and we're going to, you know, I'm going to be the air traffic controller today. Um, Really, the parent should not be inserting herself or himself into the work. And that is a little bit of a gray area that's popping up. I mean, I think that parents are doing what you know that parent that over that parent with the big presence has found a way to have a big presence in the virtual classroom right too. right um and you know the the parent can see everything the teacher's doing but guess what the teacher can see everything the parent's doing too yeah so yeah. more tech support than right. teacher it's tech support yeah, and it's to, it's right. it's kind of to your point jen it's saying brain break Go outside, right, right. 30 minutes of play. Yep. After you do that, um, and here you have a stick and a ball. The coolest thing <laughs> that I've observed, it was a little weird, but it was hilarious. I did playground duty for the first two <laughs> weeks of school, and we were very nervous about the equipment. So the children couldn't play on the equipment, oh. and they had to separate into zones. And again, we have a huge, beautiful campus, so that was nice, but... <laughs> You know, they would get a bag of balls and, like, the space with, like, concrete and mud, you know? And I'm like, what in the heck? And, I mean, they would create these games that were so cool. And one day they had – they pulled out the garden hose to water the beds and created um, relays and figured out how to do socially distant relays. These are second and third graders. Yeah. And I was like – and there were fairy gardens places and – I mean, it was it was really really That's funny. Good. There was also some negotiating going on. I had one group of third graders that <laughs> convinced me that they could play football without their mask because technically they were nine feet apart. And if you went to the butterfly garden, you could have a mask break, and that was nine feet apart. And and I was like, <laughs> hey, that's critical thinking. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is problem, problem solving. solving. So you know, but now they can play on the equipment, which is yeah, that's <laughs> they awesome. can actually play, which is awesome. But Back to that sense of how are we going to do this? It's just got to be all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything that, you know, we can share, we have shared, we will share. Um, but it's really just organization and keeping it really simple. My good friend, um, give a shout out to Ginger McAdams, who's a kindergarten, uh, first grade teacher at Latin and a, a parent. 
you know, said you have to kind of live into the experience before you can plan. Mm -hmm. But if you take the precautions and you take baby steps, I think, you know, and you commit to keeping it pretty simple. Mm -hmm. The last thing I would say, this is something I've adopted. I heard it from some actually from some area educators in Boston for a webinar that I did in, in March. Um, they, one of the women said, perfection is the enemy of good. Right. And so we've really got to adjust what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. here. Right, right. I think we're just trying to create and prevent a chasm. And mm-hmm. our teachers are saving American minds, so we better shore them up. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, um, as we all know, we'll continue to learn how to pivot uh, for months to come. And let's hope with your guidance and tips from everyone that we all can get to green sooner than later. Um, So thanks for coming today. And you can find Charlotte Latin School at charlottelatin.org. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Latin School and Twitter at Charlotte Latin. And you can always find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com and Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Smarty Pants and Twitter at Charlotte Smarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.